Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Best friends forever. Fantasy, best friends forever. Fantasy, best friends forever. Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Greg Sussman, Frank Stample here. Uh, Ventura, day off today. So no Ventura for hour two today. Just you and me. Chris Ventura. Where's Chris Ventura? Yeah. Uh, he's doing the day off, I just said. All right. Just recovering from uh, Easter weekend kind of thing? Yeah. Supposedly he did some traveling, I think, for Easter. So he had to, he wasn't sure when he'd be back. So he wanted the day. Greg, I got breaking news. Oh. Is it, is it actually breaking? Is it something interesting? I feel like it's not. Kind of. So it's not. It's like half and half. Right. It might matter to someone. But not like Michael Walker was placed on the I.L. So it might matter to someone. Alex. Has Reyes? he started yet? <laughs> I know that they're, they're currently in the process of stretching out Alex Reyes. Mm, he did start. Oh, let's read this article. They were called Drew Robinson. So Michael Walker placed on the I.L. Drew Robinson's a reliever? No. Drew Robinson's like a journeyman... Outfielder? Utility player. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's see here. I have an article in the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. All right. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. Alex Reyes, blah, 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 blah. He struck out four and threw 39 pitches through three innings in Class AAA on Saturday, averaging 97 on the fastball. Hmm. He's not ready yet. I'm very interested. Very interesting. You know, you know who's going to start? You know who's going to start for them? Austin Gomber is going to start for them. Really? Because uh, Roto World was saying Daniel Ponce de Leon. Oh, I forgot about Ponce de Leon. Uh, had a great year in the minors last year. I was just reading that because Austin Gomber pitched seven shutout innings in his last start. ERA's 322. 22 strikeouts. Cardinals always have a slew of just like guys like always. that. Like Dakota Hudson, uh, Austin Gomber, John Gant. This is like a bunch of random back in the rotation guys that somehow most of them end up working out well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well, pay attention to this for Alex Reyes. Uh, you know, first start, three innings, one hit, one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, he only threw 40 pitches, so they're slowly building him up. Uh, but I think the fact that they're stretching him out in the minor leagues should, you know, it should in, intrigue some people. If you have a minor league spot, you know, I would say Alex Reyes is up there uh, as someone, to, someone to, to stash for now. Very, very interested in Alex Reyes, Austin Gomer, Ponce de Leon. Whoever's starting for Michael Waka, uh, I'm interested in. All right, Frank. Before we continue on, let's uh, let's start off the hour with a call. How about that? Sure. All right, we'll go with Chris in Nashville to lead us off today. What's up, Chris? Chris, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Yep, we're here now. Yep. All right, awesome. What's going on? Oh, not so um, much. I'm just going to 
I'm just calling to build off uh, your Friday podcast on making room on your rosters for addable and droppable players. Yeah. Um, I got a couple guys that are a little bit more valuable to where you're kind of questioning. Um, as far as Travis Shaw, Ender Inciarte, and Justin Turner, at what point do you really look into selling these guys or picking up the Cole Tuckers of the world? So Justin Turner is not in that category. I would, agree, I would agree. Justin with Turner doesn't belong in there. He's he's higher. He's in terms of what his upside can be. Like he got robbed, not a home run. Oh no! Yeah, wall. It was like to the wall of the Lorenzo yeah, yeah. Kane. But Justin Turner's gonna be fine. I really believe that. And they're in Ciarte is the guy that you could drop. I think. I I, I dropped him in a twelve team points. League. I think you could drop him for Cole Tucker. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with that either. Look, Travis Shaw. I want as much exposure to the Brewers lineup as I could possibly get, and he's off to a terrible start. I understand that. Uh, but you know, I think he is part of the plans, at least you know, for uh, for for this season, for the seasons to come, uh, for Travis Shaw. So uh, yeah, he's off to a terrible start. But I would say oh. of those three, uh, Ender Inciarte is the one that's probably most cuttable. If you want to pick up a guy like Cole Tucker or you know some of these other prospects, just take a take a shot and, and see what happens with them. But uh, yeah, I would I would rank it in Inciarte, Shaw, and then Justin Turner in terms of uh, who's most droppable here. Right, and Justin Turner was more of a sell candidate than anything. If, um, Why would you sell him now before so he has? Like, he, he's even in a home run. I wouldn't sell him yet. Right. Yeah, I didn't know if you guys thought he actually was going to make a comeback or this injury year really just kind of plugged his career. No, I, I think Turner will be fine. Yeah, t- Turner's always a guy that's kind of nicked up here and there. You know, it seems like he's always kind of banged up, but uh, yes, I still do. I had high expectations coming into the year. I love the the Dodgers lineup as well. Um, you know, I, I still I still have a decent amount of faith in a guy like uh, Justin Turner. So I wouldn't be trying to sell right now. Look, if you worry long-term about the injuries for him, if he puts together a hot stretch, then maybe then you try and sell him. But, you know, uh, considering dropping him or even trading him now, I, I don't think makes a lot of sense uh, with his value being as low as it is. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. Obviously, like I said, I believe in him. Um, I don't believe in Travis Shaw. I want that exposure, too. So... It's the you could go. The other two guys will hang on to now. Before we continue, I want to remind you that it's here for fantasy football players and NFL betters. The season starts now. The first round of the 2019 NFL Draft is this Thursday on April 25th. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, available right now over at rotoexperts.com. I know during the live draft, which we'll have coverage of here on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page, um, live blogging is Davis Maddock on Roto Experts during this. So that'll be cool. We'll give you a link to that. Um, and the show on Thursday should be pretty fun. Yeah, we have Emery. It's going to be Dave Martinez and Mike Blewett. Right. Yes. So, yeah, a great cast of characters there. Uh, they've been here the past couple of years. Uh Covering the draft and, and breaking it down live, yeah. So it's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, you can join us. You can listen live. You can watch live. Uh, they'll be breaking down each pick. Uh, you know, rapid reactions from a fantasy perspective. If we get quarterbacks drafted, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, Dane obviously has uh, the background with betting in the NFL, and he's going to give you a fantasy perspective of things. And Emery 
you know, just the work that he does uh, from a scouting perspective is it's second to none, Greg. It's just it truly is phenomenal. So uh, I always look forward to this uh, because you know we have a lot of fun with it, and I like hearing the uh, the rapid yeah, just... reaction to uh, you know guys guys being drafted and trades happening. You know, like you know trades are going to happen. There's always going to be trades. Someone's going to move up and try and get a quarterback, or the Jets are going to trade down. So. Uh, yeah, the NFL Draft is uh, always one of the more fun nights of the season. Yeah, NFL Draft. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Frank, 12-team leagues, you had your waivers go through. What did you do in your home league this week? Where, where was your head at? Yeah, so I was talking to you about this during the break. I picked up a few shares of Jose Martinez, who we know whenever he's given an opportunity to play, he performs well. So, I, you know, I wanted to get some... Uh, Cardinals exposure here. Uh, I was pretty aggressive on picking up Jose Martinez. Uh, I also had a few bids in on on uh, Avisel Garcia as a, as a backup. I think you know, especially with Austin Meadows going down, his playing time is just even more uh, solidified now. So Avi Garcia is a guy that's going to play every day. Obviously, you know, on Friday we talked about Ryan McMahon, Hunter Dozier. Those guys have to be owned. Uh, but you know, the outfielders again: Avisel Garcia, Jose Martinez. Uh, Dwight Smith, who it's worth noting that he's dealing with a quad issue now. He was performing really well, uh, but now he's dealing with uh, with a quad issue. And then it's Cole Tucker. Uh, we spoke about the prospects in the first hour, uh, and you know some of the other stashable players, Michael Chavis and uh, Brian Reynolds as well, uh, Mike Talkman. Uh, but really, for me, it was uh, Jose Martinez, Avi Garcia, CJ Crone. Those were three guys that were available in my twelve team leagues that I was uh, pretty aggressive on over the weekend. How about yeah. you? Um, you know, for me, I, I kind of gave the names. Like, in, in my home league, I didn't really do all that much. Like, I picked up Ryan McMahon last week. Did you pick up Cole Tucker? Were you in on him at all? Did he get picked up yet? He has not been picked up yet. So he went for $4 in one of my leagues last night, one of my 12-team points leagues. And then in the other one, he didn't get picked up. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I would, I would like to pick him up, but... I just, I have so many injuries right now. I, I, got I have Daniel Murphy. I have Polanco. I have Stanton. I, uh, it's just, it's hard to pick up a guy that you're not going to put right in your lineup right away. And I also have Jonathan Scope, so I don't really want to give up on him. Would yet. you drop Garrett Hampson for Cole Tucker? Mm. It's a good question. Um, no, I won't. Because I, I still think that the, uh, the sky's the limit in terms of upside for for Garrett Hampson. Uh, you know, it, it's put up or shut up time for him now because once Daniel Murphy comes back and everyone starts getting healthy and for the Rockies... Daniel Murphy, AAA rehab assignment already. Yeah, uh, if Garrett Hampson doesn't start performing, then, you know, he is going to be the odd man out once again. And, and Ryan McMahon's going to start most of the time against right-handed pitching. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. He's got to perform now before Daniel Murphy gets back so that he can uh, kind of leave his mark and give them a reason to play him more often than not. And, you know, bench a guy like Ian Desmond here or there. Like, do they really want Ian Desmond in the lineup? Listen, Garrett Hampson has started out every day. Yeah. Every single day. And after that breakout game last week where Ventura and Frank and I were all excited about Garrett Hampson, since then he, he's been dropped back to the seven hole and then ultimately the eight hole. He's gone just two for 16 since then. Uh, he struck out in each of the past three games. One for five, one for four. Doing anything. What do you think, Hampson versus Cole Tucker? It, it's... I think it depends on what kind of what kind of fantasy player are you. Do you want to take the more conservative approach, the guy that's going to give you the at-bats? You, then you pick up Cole Tucker. You need stolen bases right now. You want runs scored. Uh, you pick up Cole Tucker. If you want to take a shot at the upside, the Colorado Rockies lineup, everyone wants exposure to Coors Field. 
Um, and he's still, look, I still have faith in Garrett Hansen. I know he hasn't done it yet, but, I mean, he had pretty good bat-to-ball skills in the minor leagues, Greg. The, bat- the batting average was good in the minors. The stolen bases were there, just like they were for Cole Tucker in the minor leagues. Uh, and overall, it's just a better lineup. It's a better environment to hit in in Colorado rather than Pittsburgh. So uh, if you're someone who wants to swing for the fences, you're looking long-term, you, you want the guy who has the more upside, in my opinion, Greg, it's Garrett Hampson. But if you want the player now who is 100% going to play every day, at least in the short term, I know uh, they had an, inju- an injury to Eric Gonzalez, their shortstop, yep. and that's why Cole Tucker is here. Ultimately, if Eric Gonzalez is healthy, is he going to take playing time away from Cole Tucker? No. No. If Cole, if no. Cole Tucker's playing well, he's going to stay in the lineup, Craig. I think it comes down to what kind of fantasy player are you. I'm just looking, by the way, uh, speaking of my fantasy team, we're, we were talking about Justin Turner before. I was looking at his last seven days. So his OBP is 391. It's awesome, obviously. He's three for 17 during that time. So he's walking a lot, clearly. With three singles. Zero runs scored, zero home runs, zero RBIs, zero stolen bases. He has more strikeouts than total bases over those last seven days. And I get it, seven days, very, very small sample size. But he's really, really gotten off to a boring, boringly cold start. If you expand what I just gave you over the last two weeks, Turner is 8 for 37. The OBP drops 362. He's got one run and one RBI. With no stolen bases, eight for thirty-seven in the last two weeks. Eight, uh, it's actually crazy. Nine total bases, eight for thirty-seven with nine total bases. He's not hitting for power yet. He doesn't have a home run yet. Um, he only has two doubles on the season, so he's not hitting for power yet. Uh, the strikeout rate is up, which is slightly alarming. Uh, you know, it's twenty-one percent, whereas in his career, it's fourteen percent. Last year, 12.7% K rate and 10.3% K rate the year before that, Greg. But he has a 50.8% hard hit rate. And his, uh, his BABIP right now is, is 339, uh, which is pretty much on par with where he has been. Uh, but I think the fact that his hard hit rate is as high as it is, uh, he's got to get back to uh, lifting the ball a little bit more. Uh, the fly ball rate is down overall this season, Greg. Uh, the launch angle is down five degrees, but the the average exit velocity, the hard hit rate is still there for for Justin Turner. So, look, if you were high on him like we were coming into the season, he's a he's a prime buy low candidate. Sure, I mean, we just had a caller. That's caller why I brought him ask, up. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I drop him? Should I be trying to trade him? So, there's probably a bunch of people who feel that way about Justin Turner, especially if you play in OBP leagues or if you play in head to head points leagues, because he walks so much. Um, He's huge in those formats. So if there's someone in your league that's freaking out about Justin Turner, then I would pounce. Speaking of callers, let's take another caller right now. We're held to Chicago to talk to Ian. What's up, Ian? What's up, guys? Um, last week I, I tuned in when you were talking about Eric Thames, and uh, I'm actually in a 12-team NL only. Uh, it's weekly locking head-to-head points league, so it's, it's a pretty deep uh, roster in the NL. I was wondering if, if you guys are holding on to Eric Thames, or what you think is going to play out with Jesus Aguilar? Obviously, he's been struggling a lot this week, but it seems like they keep wheeling him out there every game. So I'm really glad you brought this up, because I actually plan on talking about this in about five minutes from now after the break. But we can start the conversation now for you, Ian. We have this decision in our GST League this week. We have Eric Thames. We picked him up just in case he got hot and Aguilar went to the bench. And right now, because you guys obviously this, this, this morning, Eric Thames is in our lineup over Jesus Aguilar. But as 
Ian just mentioned, if you just look at the game logs, Aguilar is still starting every day. Thames is still pinch hitting almost every day. What, what are you planning on doing this week and why, Frank, with Thames and Aguilar? Yeah, so I actually made an executive decision without you guys, and I put Eric oh, you didn't in talk the to Mike? lineup for now. You didn't talk to Mike. Uh, I didn't talk to anyone yet. Uh, it's still early, so we could talk about it together. But uh, Eric Thames, yeah, look, they faced uh, five righties this week at, in their six matchups. So I think he can start a few games here. And we're getting to the point now, we're almost a month into the season, Greg, where Jesus Aguilar does not have a home run. He's hitting 136. If he doesn't start to do something, and Eric Thames continues to perform, yesterday he had a game-tying home run of Kenley Jansen. He had a three-run bomb, and I'm, I'm telling you it was a bomb. I was watching this live. If he continues to perform in big spots for them, and at, at least perform against right-handed pitching, he's going to start in a, in a strong side of the platoon against right-handed pitching. So the call originally was regarding, you know, if you play in a 12-team NL-only league, what are you doing with Eric Thames? He absolutely needs to be owned, uh, and... He's likely in my lineup in a in a 12-team NL-only league, unless for some reason you have better outfielders or you have a better first baseman. Um, but I would imagine that if they are playing five out of six games that are starting against a righty, I think he's in the starting lineup at least three times this week. And the other three games, you know, maybe you get some pinch hit appearances. But just based on that, that means him and, him and Aguilar are splitting time almost evenly, and he's performing better when he's in the lineup. So why wouldn't he be in our lineup, in other people's lineup. That's how I feel about it right now. All right, taking the shot on Eric Thames this week is our guy, Frank Stample. We'll take a break. I will come back with more on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Scout Fantasy Sports So many people have this thought of like long term like I'm in a baseball league right now there's a guy in there. He has nine minor leaguers on his active roster. This is a daily league He's format. playing for 2030, right? Well, he did the same thing last year and finished near the bottom, and now he's near the bottom. What's the point? What? Do you, why are we waiting to 2000, two, three years down the road? For what? And we only keep five guys. It's right. stupid. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast. That's right. stupid.
So we're back here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Frank. I'm Greg. Frank was trying to do a little more convincing on Eric Thames during the break. I'm not really against it, to be honest with you. I don't really feel strongly either way. Well, Greg, you know, what I've, say, what I've said regarding players, again, given an opportunity and performed in, you know, he hit a three-run homer off Kenley Jansen. If you ask me, I would imagine that he gets more playing time moving forward. And we, this is something that we've kind of been prepping for because, you know, we picked up Thames because we have Jesus Aguilar, and Aguilar has been terrible. And our, our thought process was, there's a chance here. I don't, you know, the percentage is obviously rising. There's a percentage chance that Eric Thames does to Jesus Aguilar what Aguilar did to Thames last year. That was the point where we picked him up in general. Yeah, and it, it looks like it's happening. That's why I didn't like Jesus Aguilar as a drafter, by the way. Sorry. It's okay. I don't, you know, I don't know who we drafted him over. Let's not go back and look. I'm not going to. I don't, I don't want to be reminded. I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to. All right. Good. All right. Um, these teams have seven games this week. The D-backs, the Red Sox, the Tigers, the Astros, the Angels, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Pirates, the Rangers. That's a lot. A lot of teams have seven games. These teams have five. The Padres, the Giants, and the Blue Jays. With that being said, in weekly leagues, you got to set your lineup tonight. What changes for you? Like, who are you benching? It was more so, I used the, the games for the week as who am I targeting as, as pickups, right? So, in my points league, uh, I, I typically focus on pitching throughout the draft, Greg. So, I'm constantly picking up hitters to kind of stream. And so, I use, you know, obviously volume. I want volume for points leagues. I want guys that are going to play. I want players who have the most games. And so I, I like to highlight these, these teams who have seven games and, and the teams that have five. So it more so just determines who I add. So, for example, Rowdy Telez was available in a few of my leagues. Sure. And, you know, I think the Blue Jays lineup could get a lot better. You know, once, uh, Vlad, comes up. once Vlad comes up and, you know, at some point, Bo Bichette and Kavon Biggio has been performing well in the minors as well. Yeah, I, I think that the Blue Jays lineup is going to get better. So, I think Rowdy Telez has some upside, but again, the Blue Jays only played five games this week, so instead of going with a guy like that, maybe you, if you're just looking for the short term this week, all right, I'll pick up a, a Talkman because he's playing seven games uh, with the Yankees. I mentioned in, in, a, in my main event, 15-team Mixed Roto, I pick up Tommy Listella, who randomly has been playing, and he's been playing well. He has six home runs in the year. He had a multi-home run. He has two multi-home run games already, and the Angels play seven games this week. So... It just comes down to uh, how does it affect me? It affects uh, for setting lineups. I'll lean on the guys that have seven games as opposed to uh, some of the guys that play five. Now, I'm not just automatically benching Manny Machado. I'm not just automatically benching Fernando Tatis. But if you're splitting hairs and trying to figure out who do I need to start, uh, Manny Margot, well, he only has five games. Well, versus, he even, will he even guy, play all five games. I like Talkman, who's going to play seven. You know, So these are the things that you weigh, like maybe Brett Gardner versus... Uh, a Padres outfielder. All right, Brett Gardner, we imagine, is probably going to play seven games. So that's why I like to highlight some of these teams and players who, who do have seven games uh, versus the, the guys that have five. Take advantage of all these teams that have seven games all on the waiver wire to you know, just get that extra game, specifically on Monday and Thursdays when teams have, have, have days off. Where, Andy Santana, seven games this week. Texas right. Rangers. So there you go. Like That's someone you might want to take advantage of. It's a of. prime short-term ad because we don't know exactly when Rugnet Odor is going to be back. But once he does, it doesn't really seem like there's an opportunity for Danny Santana to play, unfortunately, because he's playing well and he's 
He has three stolen bases in the past week, and he hit a home run. But it's when everyone's healthy, they have Joey Gallo in the outfield. They have Delano DeShields. They have Nomar Mazzara. They have Shinsu Chu as their DH. This is part of the reason why, you know, Willie Calhoun can't even get a, an opportunity to play with the Texas Rangers because there's there's a lot of mouths to feed. So uh, it, it's, it's a, especially a short-term ad with a guy like Danny Santana, but he does have seven games this week, uh, and he's been performing in, in the small sample size, the opportunity that he's been given. One other injury uh, to note that we haven't spoken about yet. Matt Kemp goes on the DL or the IL, right? Right into the wall. And that could mean increased playing time for our guy, Jesse Winka, who is now homered in two of his past four games. Of course, those are his only hits in those games. And he is, has an OBP of 232 with an average of 172. But Frank, is this a chance to buy low on Jesse Winka? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people like Jesse Winker coming into the year. He has a lot of prospect pedigree, and they were expecting him to develop into the next coming of Joey Votto, a guy who has a good eye, a good OBP. He has good bats of ball skills. I think the batting average is 100% going to get better for him, obviously, only hitting 172, but he has six home runs, 10 RBIs. So, yes, a guy like Matt Kemp going on the IL, that helps because that might allow Jesse Winker to pick up a few more starts against left-handed pitching, a few more games where... He'll actually start, but uh, for the most part, he's actually been in the lineup. He's only, you know, since April 9th, he's only sat two games. So he's, he's been in there most of the time. Now, this is the, this is the time for him where he actually has to, start to, uh, he has to start to perform because he's getting an opportunity to play every day, and I think that he will. Austin Meadows also hit the IL over the weekend. Is he has a sprained right thumb, which is expected to keep him out for a couple of weeks. I know it's a disaster for us, Frank. We have Meadows in quite a few places, which we are ultimately very, very excited about. Now, Meadows is gone for a while in what is called a, quote, freak accident. He just slid into third base and jammed his thumb, and that's why you don't freaking go head first. Joey Wendell was activated off of the IL for Tampa. Is he the one that's going to get the majority of playing time without Meadows in the lineup? Do we go back to Avasael Garcia where the conversation was late last week? Uh, what do you think happens now uh, without Austin Meadows in the lineup for potentially the next month? Yeah, I was in a few leagues where people were actually very aggressive on picking up Joey Wendell uh, this, peak, uh, this weekend. In the main event, uh, he wasn't available there, but in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, he goes for $125. That's Joey Wendell, and I believe I was the one who actually drafted him, and I ended up dropping him uh, because he got hurt, and I just couldn't afford to stash all these guys. But yeah, Joey Wendell, uh, an interesting middle infield option. I, I think he's going to play most of the time uh, against lefties. Maybe they sit him because you know the Rays more than any other team. It, it's just you know it's the the sum of the parts. They they do a lot of platooning. They get a, they get guys like Daniel Robertson in the lineup too. Uh, so. Yeah, I think Joey Wendell's going to play most of the time against right-handed pitching in the middle infield for the Tampa Bay Rays. But you brought up Avisael Garcia, um, and he's been great for them. So, you know, that's that's actually that's one of your guys, Greggy. That's, uh, that's been one of the better calls uh, this season. And, yeah, he's going to play every day. He's been the DH. Um, yeah, I'm looking at, again, since April 9th, he's, he's played every game but one. And, and the power has been there. He's got four home runs. Surprisingly, two stolen bases for Avi Garcia as well. He's hitting 284, so... Yeah, he's the guy. He he's the guy more so uh, more so than Joey Wendell. I, I think Avi Garcia's playing time is safer than a guy like Joey Wendell. Obviously, waivers have run for most people, but if it's first come first serve, if you've lost Austin Meadows, you're just going out simply replacing him with an Avisael Garcia. Is there somebody else? You, would you rather have Garcia or Talkman? 
I'll take Garcia. I even though he plays one game less. He plays six games this week. Uh, Talkman plays seven. Uh, but I think a guy like Avisail Garcia has a little bit more staying power, Greg. And the Tampa Bay Rays lineup, it's always it's a, it's a weird lineup. Again, it's like the sum of the parts. They're scrappy. We talk about this a lot, Greg, but they get the job done. The Rays lineup has been great this year. Let's see. On the season, I would like to see where they rank in terms of run scored. Tampa Bay Rays, they're 15th in the league. Would you, would you have expected that? They're right smack in the middle. And they don't really have any standouts. Like, they have Tommy Pham. They have Austin Meadows. They have Yandy Diaz. They just, they find these guys that just do enough. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good lineup. And they, they, they're going to get a lot of exposure in the AL East ballparks, Yankee Stadium, Camden, Fenway. So, yeah, I, I, want, I want to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays lineup. I, I do like them. I, I, if you lost a guy like um, Austin Meadows, especially in a 12-team league, yep. I think Avisail Garcia is... He's a name that's out there, and he's he's gonna play every day. I think I I think so too. I like I everybody knows I, I like Avisail Garcia. Okay, um, Matt Shoemaker tore his ACL over the weekend, and now he's of course out for the year. Tough tough break for Shoemaker, who's pitching very very well uh, to start off this season. He's not been able to stay on the field, and this is another one of those terrible terrible injuries. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I feel for him because, and I feel for fantasy owners who picked him up because you felt great about what you were getting. Definitely. Um, you know, he was. Lights out to start the year, Greg. And, you know, the quality start, like he was giving you quality start after quality start. Uh, yesterday against the Oakland A's, he had allowed three hits in three innings, but didn't allow a run. Um, and, you know, he had quality starts in three of his first four games. And the only, the only other one where it wasn't a quality start, just because he didn't go deep enough into the game. It was five and two thirds innings pitched with two earned runs and four strikeouts against a strong Red Sox team. So, yeah, it really sucks, man. Uh, this guy had an ERA under two. Um, Giving you modest strikeouts, not blowing anyone away, getting a lot of ground balls too. So, yeah, he was he was a guy that you picked up in in deeper leagues, and it sucks for sure, man. It sucks for fantasy owners. It sucks for Shoemaker too, who was uh, having a renaissance season early on here, Greg. He was. It's a very tough break uh, for Matt Shoemaker, who uh, goes down in his first season with the Blue Jays, and now he doesn't get an opportunity, unfortunately, uh, to experience uh, what. We're all hoping to experience later this week, which is Vladimir Guerrero uh, coming up. Conflicting reports, too, because yeah. over the weekend, we heard tomorrow. I was going to be the 23rd, which yep. is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then there was a report from a Toronto Blue Jays reporter that was like, well, it's like a 1% chance that this happens. And so we're confused now. Is, is it going to happen? And then, you know, I saw another one that says, all right, well, maybe it's later on in the I heard, week. I saw, fr- I saw Friday. Too. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's why I told you. I thought it was going to be this homestand. It was, you know, if not tomorrow, if not earlier in the week, then you know maybe you do it for the weekend. To me, right, exactly. So to me, if you're going to do it tomorrow, wouldn't you want to do this now so you can sell some extra tickets for tomorrow? Like, announce it now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you want to get people People are going to be excited, man. They're going to flock, and rightfully so, to see Vladimir Guerrero. I mean, the, no, the number one prospect in all of baseball. Um, yeah, just very excited about him coming up, but... It sucks for people who wanted to get him in the lineup this week, too, now. Because, all right, well, the Blue Jays play five games. Are you going to put him in the lineup not knowing if he's going to start tomorrow or not? You can't. I mean, it might just it might come out tomorrow morning or later on today that, yes, he's playing, and then lineup's lock, and then you don't get him in there. Right. And you miss five games out of, out of Vlad when you've been waiting for this. So it's really... really weird situation, very frustrating for fantasy owners. Just five games this week, as Frank said, I believe, for the Blue Jays. So that means... They'll play Wednesday, they play, play Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday off Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So maybe they make the announcement Thursday that he's getting called up. Potentially. For there on Friday. 
Yeah, so it's a lot easier to, to get this done in Daily Transactions League where you can get them back in the lineup. But uh, for weekly, if we don't know before uh, tonight or if you play in a league where you can move him out of the lineup even tomorrow because the Blue Jays haven't played yet, then maybe you wait. But just make sure that you have a, uh, a plan. Well, in the problem is you can't really up. wait because there's only three teams that have five games. There's only three teams. Um, there's more than three teams that play, don't play tonight, I should say. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. There's, there's only the, that select few that'll play uh, tonight. One name that impressed me yet. Oh, one more injury, actually, I, w- I want to mention. That's Robinson Cano. Or two more, I should say. Robinson Cano hurt his hand. Are you starting him this week? Are you taking that shot? Personally, no, I wouldn't want to because they said he was seen in a, a soft cast after the game and they need to undergo more testing. So that doesn't sound very good regarding Robinson Cano. And. Overall, he's gotten off to a slow start, Greg. So even if he plays, let's say he misses a game or two, he only plays four games, uh, he's not 100% for those games, and he hasn't been performing anyway. So me personally, if I can afford to leave him on the bench and put in another second baseman, uh, that's the route that I would go down. All right. Is this an opportunity to maybe pick up? If he's out, How many leaves is Jeff McNeil available in? It feels, like, it feels like every day we talk about Jeff McNeil. But not like really in, in depth. He's a, solid, like he's a solid player. So McNeil's available uh, in about 48% of Yahoo League. So he's about almost half of Yahoo Leagues here. Um, plays every day, so he's probably not available in, in, your, in your competitive league. McNeil totally got more playing time, I, just, I think. He's solid, but it's, you know, he, he's hitting 371 with 10 ribbies. No homers, no stolen bases, right. so... Yeah, nine, I mean, nine, the, nine runs scored, the comp that I had for him was young Daniel Murphy. Makes a lot of contact. He doesn't strike out, uh, but doesn't really offer you much power, doesn't offer you much speed. By season's end, you know, maybe he gives you 15 home runs with, with a really good batting average. I don't want to downplay the batting average uh, because, it, you know, it's hard to find guys that go later on in drafts or even pickups that can help you in the batting average department. So, And he's a good points league player because he hits a lot of doubles and he doesn't strike out all that much. So, yeah, he's a solid player, Greg. And if he's available... Uh, as a Robinson Cano replacement, then sure, you know, just, you know, you can look in-house uh, on the Mets roster and, and, you know, pick up whoever is going to play next, which looks like uh, Jeff McNeil. It's, I think it's worth mentioning Jed Lowry. He's sure. Not, he's not returning yet, but he's a guy that I've been eyeballing in deeper leagues, Greg, because he was dropped in a lot of 15-team leagues and he's not owned. And I think once he returns, I mean, they're kind of going to have a situation there where they, they have to figure out how they're going to get playing time for everyone, Greg. Uh, but... Mets lineup is a good one. So, you know, in deeper leagues, just pay attention to Jed Lowry because I think he's pretty close to returning. You know, maybe not this week, uh, within the next couple of weeks, but it's a good Mets lineup. So I I do have some interest in Jed Lowry in deeper leagues. Staying in that um, NL East, Anthony Rendon was also banged up over the weekend. He missed. Everyone's getting hit by pitch on their hand, Greg. He missed missed, uh, yesterday's game. So are you nervous for Anthony Rendon? Are you starting him? Man, this is one of the toughest calls because, as Matt Mudica kept alluding to, the Nationals play three games in Colorado. You want Anthony Rendon in Colorado, in Coors Field. You want that in your lineup. It's just, we don't know. We don't know, Greg. Uh, so this is, this is something that we have to pay attention to. If you really don't have a better option, a better third, I would want to leave him in there because I want Anthony Rendon and the Nationals lineup going into Coors Field in Colorado. I want that. I, I want that in my lineup. So uh, unless you have like a really good replacement option at third base or, you know, if you can pick up a, 
like a Howie Kendrick, like like Modica mentioned, who you know should get playing time here or there going into Coors Field. Me personally, I'm probably going to leave him in there because I just want to take that shot at, at getting some Coors Field production out of Anthony Rendon. All right, so you're leaving in Anthony Rendon. He didn't play yesterday, and, and Howie Kendrick filled in for him. Uh, X-rays came back clean, and it looks like he'll avoid the injured list. Uh, this is something to pay, pay attention to up until first pitch tonight, Greg. Right, make sure Anthony Rendon's in the lineup. Hopefully, if not, you're able to grab somebody uh, like a Howard Kendrick or you know, something along those lines. A lot of annoying injuries this week. A lot of these players just banged up, and it's just it's really, really frustrating, obviously, uh, from that fantasy perspective. Brett Anderson sprained his ankle. <laughs> Big Brett Anderson. Naming players, naming players, man. Uh, Jordan Lyles got hurt. Yes, he did. That was annoying. Yeah. Every, has, and I got a few texts over the weekend regarding this, Greg. Every year it seems like we talk about, oh, there's so many injuries. There's so many injuries, right? But I feel like there's more this year than ever before. I agree, man. Jacob deGrom now. Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton. You know, all these early round picks. Starling Marte was a borderline second, third round pick this year, too. Uh, thank God we just got Frankie Lindor back. Hopefully, you know, he can stay healthy. And a lot of people are asking about Jose Ramirez. You know, when is Jose Ramirez going to put it together? And I, the few people that have asked me, Greg, I've said, let's see a few weeks with Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor in the lineup together. If we get two or three weeks of Jose Ramirez hitting under the Mendoza line, the power not coming, then, yeah, I'm going to start to freak out because... At some point, he's got to turn it on, and, and this has been going on for a while now. The second half of last year, very bad for Jose Ramirez as well. But now he gets a little bit more protection, and he gets his running mate in Lindor. I'm giving him about two or three more weeks to figure it out. That's Jose Ramirez. Take a break. We'll wrap up BFFs right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Make it rain. Kyler Murray doesn't necessarily fit a lot of schemes. You've got to revamp your entire organization in order to fit what he does well. So if it's not Kyler Murray, what the hell happens next? If it's not Kyler Murray, then the New York football giants are excited as all get out because they may not have to move up. And I think Mm. teams like you were saying, like San Francisco, like the Jets also get excited because then the trade market starts. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. 
The morning after. There were some upset people after the Toronto Maple Leaf game. According to Global News, a man was attacked and had his penis cut off. Attacked. Bruins fan? <laughs> then jumped off of the balcony. A woman, a domestic disturbance gone wrong. I think she took it with her. Like, she jumped off the balcony. Damn. I didn't have a great weekend. I feel a little bit better. At least. <laughs> right. It wasn't that thing. You can't get it chopped off. They can reattach it, right? Unless you put it on ice, I doubt it. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Back with you on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That is Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. And if you want to watch the first round with us, you can do so Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports YouTube page, and of course on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as well. Mike Blewett, Dave Martinez, Emery Hunt will have you covered. And like we said, if you're not driving, you can watch it with us live in studio and you can weigh in on your thoughts and reactions in real time uh, in our live YouTube chat. It's always a fun night. As Frank said, it's one of his favorite nights of the year, hearing all the analysis uh, from our guys being in the pit and being able to uh, watch and watch our teams uh, make us angry. That's right. It's only April, but for fantasy football players and NFL betters, the season starts right now, and we're on the clock with you, 8 p.m. Eastern, this Thursday. Hop on the YouTube chat room and glute. Vent or give us your opinions. It's 2019 NFL Draft here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on FNTSY. And it's worth mentioning, Greg, that we have a bunch of NFL draft videos up now on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. Uh, Mike Blewett, Rich Terminello, and Joe Lisi, they put together uh, a mock draft of sorts where they went through each team, what their team needs were, and who they expected that team to draft. So you can check that out now. They're already live. All 32 picks in the first round. Uh, with the with the, the Giants two picks and the Raiders three picks, we have analysis for each one of those picks uh, where the guys go through and let you know who they think is the right fit for each team. For the most part, if you just Google your name, your team, like ah, who are the Giants gonna pick, you'll, you'll you'll see it the video, and it's a really really good breakdown. Um, of course, unfortunately, when I gave my pick, who I thought the Giants would pick, things have since changed a little bit. Um, that's okay. You said Montez Sweat, right? I did at six. I did. So you're not. On board with that anymore. I don't have any problem with Montez Sweat, yep. but he has his like heart issue. Yes, he does. And that's really the concern. Like I think if he was healthy, still no issue with that. I think the heart issue is a little scary. Well, wh- what route would they go down if they don't take Montez Sweat? Do they take like a like an Ed Oliver or something? Or do they just want a pass rusher? Or can it be like a just defensive lineman in general? I think it'll be a defensive player. Okay. Uh, I don't want to even say necessarily a lineman. I think it'll be a defensive player. I, I think if we assume that Kyler Murray goes one. And then in whatever order you get Quinn and Williams, you get um, Josh Allen. Bosa. You get, of course, Nick Bosa at two. I almost forgot about him. Yep. And then you're like, all right, who's left? You have Ed Oliver. You have um, Devin White, right, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with any of those guys. Like Any of those guys I'm interested in. There's only one name. The Giants have two first-round picks. There's only one name I don't want to come out of the first round with. Literally one. Go, DJ. Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. That's your guy? It's the only guy you know in the world. always a lock, right? Such a lock. <laughs> uh, Walter Football has uh, Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. I don't think they can. He's like defensive Gary, end, man. defensive tackle. He's a defensive lineman who has some versatility. They can move him around. Uh, I, you know, they have the Tampa Bay Bucks taking Ed Oliver. I agree. I think Ed Oliver is actually going to go higher 
and a lot of people are thinking. People like, are, some of people have been mocking him. Like I've heard in the middle of the first round. The big rumor today on Monday has been the Jets really liking Ed Oliver. I, I'm cool with it. I'm fine with yeah. Like I think that they're going to take obviously a defensive player. They've been very big on uh, best player available. Obviously, they're trying to trade down. So you can't really mess this up. But you're the Jets, so you can always mess it up. Uh, but even if you know if they move back to a team that wants to move up and take uh, whatever quarterback, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, if they trade with like let's say a Bengals team or a Dolphins, I, or, I can't or wait. A Washington the, Redskins. I can't team. wait to the Giants trade up for Daniel Jones. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't do it. Uh, if anything, Greg, I think that they'll use the six pick on a defensive player, and then they'll trade up from seventeen into like you know maybe like a the ten to twelve range, range yeah. and and try and take a quarterback there because. Once you get to like 13, 14, you have the Dolphins, you have the Redskins, who are all teams that are talking about potentially taking a quarterback. So maybe that's something that they look into. But if the Jets were to move back and like recoup, uh, you know, a couple of second round picks, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Ultimately, I didn't really like how the Jets handled free agency. I know that they get Le'Veon Bell, that's Jameson good. Crowder is fine. Uh, but I think instead of putting like, all your eggs in one basket and signing a C.J. Mosley, they should have spread the wealth around a little bit and sign a center here and maybe sign a linebacker. But you didn't have to go out and get the best linebacker. I think they should have spread it out a little bit more and focused on uh, multiple positions because the Jets still have a lot of holes, Greg, and they don't have enough draft picks. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do move back. I know it's something that they're looking into. They'll have, of course, more NFL draft coverage uh, Thursday night live NFL draft. I assume... We'll do some draft uh, on Friday, probably. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some draft on Friday. We'll yeah. hopefully have Florio on in the first hour. Maybe the second hour we'll get Jim, do. Get Jim Day on. We can, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll. I'm gonna he'll text Jim Day right so now. So we'll get we could get Jim Day on. We can have Venture on, and we'll have a nice little uh, first hour. Will be weekend waivers Waiver with Florio. Florio, and then second hour we'll do a lot of uh, NFL draft recap and basically the biggest fantasy takeaways. If any running backs are taken, yeah, I've seen a few pe- uh, people mocking Josh Jacobs going to the Raiders. Saw that today. That third pick in the, in the first round. I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think Crowell's the answer for them long term, uh, but you know Josh Jacobs could be an answer for them long term. And you know how many wide receivers go in the first round? There's not really anyone that stands out all that much. People talk about DK Metcalf because he's a freak physically, but uh, his three-cone drill was not great, and people have question marks about his lateral quickness, uh, his quickness and his, his route tree. Uh, can he do, what, what can he do other than you know, just be a deep threat? I think that's the question mark regarding DK Metcalf. And then there's a bunch of other guys like A.J. Brown and, and Nikhil Harry, so it'll be really interesting. I think from a fantasy perspective, it's just going to be who ends up in the right spot. It's, a, right we- it's a weird first round from a fantasy perspective this year because there aren't too many running backs and wide Josh receivers. Josh Jacobs might be the only running back. If him, if he, goes he might not round. even go in the first Like the top, the first skill position off the board outside of quarterbacks is going to be TJ Hawkinson. Like he's going to go in the top 10 probably. Yeah, and, he's a tight end. And, you know, tight ends uh, typically, historically, have not fared well their first season. Some have. So, like, a lot of people have uh, you know, Hawkinson or Noah Fant going in the first round as well. If not both, yeah. And, and Noah Fant more so known as the pass catcher, but TJ Hawkinson, uh, the all-around tight end uh, who people... Are excited about. I'm scrolling through a mock here. Let's see. Uh, they have AJ Brown as the first wide receiver off the board to the Seattle Seahawks. So, all right, let's see. Uh, you know, Doug Baldwin, more off-season surgeries, and uh, yeah, I've already started listening to some podcasts, looked into some uh, fantasy football mock drafts. And I know you said your first best ball this weekend. Yes, after the NFL draft, I'll start. King is going to kill you. Uh, actually, she won't, Greg, because she's going away this weekend. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm a free man, Greg. You want to meet up and hang out? <laughs> what am I doing this weekend? Uh, still Passover. We're bringing Passover. Now, this would be awesome. If the Colts ended up with DK Metcalf, that would be awesome, Greg. That'd be cool. 
That'd be cool. That'd Opposite be cool. of uh, T.Y. Hilton. Very much so. Uh, you get a big body in there, someone that you can use in the red zone who can stretch the field. Opposite of T.Y. Hilton, too. Gosh, man. That would just make the Colts' offense that much better. Uh, I still, you know, they still have some needs on defense, but, man, that would be sick. Let's finish off with baseball. We have about 10 minutes uh, remaining here. And, Frank, there's a couple of pitchers this week that you really like that could be out there in fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. uh, especially 12-team leagues. There's these couple of pitchers. We mentioned Jared Eikhoff before because the matchup against Miami. There's a few more guys that are out there that you really like. Only start once, but you like them a lot. This person might not be out there, but he might also be on your bench because he hasn't performed well. And it's J-Hap going at the San Francisco Giants. He's a guy who struggled with home runs this year, but... No, there's no better place to pitch. There's no better place to pitch. There's no better remedy than if you're struggling giving up home runs in Yankee Stadium than going to San Francisco and pitching in Oracle Park. It's just, it's a great park to pitch in from a pitcher's perspective, and they just don't have a lot of home run hitters, not a lot of power in that lineup. So, uh, Jay Happ is number one on my list, Greg. And then Martin Perez, who looks like he's going to be in the rotation for the time being now with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, he performed well his last time out, which was against the Orioles. He gets the Orioles once again. So I'm looking at Martin Perez. Merrill Kelly, he got blown up his last start against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, didn't get a lot of help from his defense. He walked like seven guys. He was absolutely brutal. I can't make any excuses for Merrill Kelly. But he's going to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have not been one of the better offenses this year. And they've lost Darling Marte. And it's in Pittsburgh, which is known more so as a pitcher's park than a hitter's park. So Merrill Kelly is number three on my list. I mentioned Jared Eikhoff in the first hour. Like him going up against the Miami Marlins. I wish it was in Marlins Park. It's in Citizens Bank. So uh, you take a little bit of a hit there, but the Marlins lineup overall is just a complete mess. And then number five, surprising name here, Greg. Clay Buckles. Clay Buckles going up against the San Francisco Giants. Again, you know, these are the teams that I want to pick on. I want to pick on San Francisco. I want to pick on Miami. I want to pick on Pittsburgh. Uh, Baltimore has actually been surprising this year, but now Dwight Smith is kind of banged up. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. But overall, you know, Clay Buckholz, Greg, <laughs> he's just, it feels like he's been around forever, but he's performed well the past couple of years. You know, last year with the, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then this year, his first couple of starts uh, with, the, with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, his second one against the, the Twins, three, in, uh, three earned runs and four and two-thirds innings. Not great, but his first start against Tampa Bay. One earned run in six innings pitched. Six hits allowed, no walks, so... Against the Giants? I like it. You love these old idiots. <laughs> you really do, man. Oh, man. This is this is my Jordan Zimmerman moment this week, Craig. Oh, my God. <laughs> and listen, Clay Buckles has had his moments, certainly yeah. last year before he got hurt. Um, the Giants are just so bad. Giants are very bad. They're bad. Very, very bad. I'll give you that. So would you pick up Trent Thornton against the Giants? Not terrible. Not terrible. I'd probably take Clay Buckles over. He stinks, too. Yeah. <laughs> But I would imagine, like, Martin Perez is probably out there in a lot of leagues, especially in 12-teamers. Wow. Martin Perez against there's the name, Orioles. There's a name you missed tomorrow. Oh. Home against Seattle. Well, Seattle's, Seattle's a tougher lineup, Greg. Oh, boy. But they're cold now. Are they? Colder. Let's see. In the last seven days, mm-hmm. they have the ninth most run scored in baseball, Greg. Hmm. Still pretty good. <laughs> Not as cold as uh, seems. An 826 OPS overall as a team over the past seven days, so... You know, they're not winning games. It's probably because their pitching sucks, but lineup's still getting a ton, Greg. Do you know who, uh, who pitches for against them tomorrow? Uh, I can look it up. Oh, you don't need to. I'll tell you. It's Nick Vicious. Oh, God. Please don't. Please don't tell people to start. I kind of want to do it. kind of want to do it. Please do it. Nick Margavicious. Oh, yeah. You're out. 
I'm out. Do it. Do it. You won't. Why do you want me to lose? Pick up Nick <laughs> I don't know why you like this guy. He's okay. like 87, 88 yeah. miles per hour. It's Clay Buckles so it's much faster. Come on. What do you have against Clay Buckles? I don't know. I just Because he's a former Red Sox? Yeah, I think that's what it is. What? You're not wrong. I just looked at uh, Clay Buckles' average fastball velocity this season. 89. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. Let's try 87.8 miles per hour on the fastball. That's Nick Vargas' territory. Look, if Nick Vicious, you know what? Nick Vicious has done very well against the Giants this year, Greg. The Giants could not hit That's soft right. crossers. That's why I like Clay Buckles. Now you're using Nick Vicious to sell Clay Buckles. Great. That, that, that's great, Frank. Uh, that, that, that's fantastic. Um, a couple more names of note before we wrap this one up. A guy that neither of us were in on at all this season is Josh Donaldson. Donaldson hit two homers yesterday uh, for the Bravos against Cleveland. And he's, is now, he's now come around, exactly. He's been 240, which I know doesn't sound like much, but it's way up from where it was a week ago at this time. He's got four homers, seven ribbies on the year. I don't know that people have dropped Josh Donaldson. He's only 95% of leagues, but... Your opportunity to buy low is if, over. If you were yeah. about that life, because I am, quote, not about that life. Regarding Josh Donaldson, I still think, you know, he's just been so banged up over the past couple of years, and it's not just one injury. It's, it's, a, it's a back, it's a shoulder, it's a knee, it's a, it's a calf strain. It seems like there's always something going on with Josh Donaldson, and he's one year older. Uh, you know, he, he stuck it in my eye last night. He hit two home runs. Uh, again, Greg, fantasy karma. I talk crap about Josh Donaldson. What happens? He goes out and destroys my boy, Shane Bieber, who did not have the best start Last night, um, it was very bad, honestly. He gave up seven runs. It was five earned runs. But Josh Donaldson hits two home runs over the past week. He's hitting 286 with a 971 OPS. He's coming around a little bit. Uh, if you were about the Josh Donaldson life, I think uh, your opportunity to buy low might have, you know, it's, it's the window's closing. The window's closing. Uh, very much so. If you still want him, I would say, you know, go out there and try and get him now. Me personally, I'm not a Josh Donaldson guy just because I think he's probably going to be banged up at some point. Florio had this note earlier, and it's worth mentioning here on our show. You can go check out Florio's Patreon. More importantly, Frank's Patreon page right now. He'll literally be your slave for $25. For 10 bucks, you get all his articles, and that's pretty much worth it, too. But anyway, Jock Peterson, who is scorching hot right now himself, two home runs yesterday after going four for five, had... Back-to-back-to-back games with home runs. Four home runs out of five games uh, about a week or so ago. I believe he faces three straight lefties for the next three days against the Cubs. He will not be in the lineup. They do not play him against lefties. They don't want to play him against lefties. And he's come to terms with them. I read terms with it. I read a really good article on The Athletic about it. He's just not going to pout about it anymore. And I believe facing three straight lefties, he's going to be out of the lineup. So if you're in a weekly league, you may want to bench Jock Peterson. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, it's Jose Quintana, it's Cole Hamels, and it's... Probably Kyle John Lester. Yeah, for these next three games. So, uh, I wouldn't expect Jock Peterson. Maybe he gets in one of these games late, or all of them late, as a defensive replacement. Maybe he gets in a bat here or there uh, as a pinch hitter. But uh, at least for these first three games, it, it doesn't look like uh, he's going to be in the lineup, Greg. And uh, I'm seeing an update here. From... Ten home runs on the season, by the way, for Jock Peterson. Oh, he's off to a great start. Yeah, and, you know, he's extremely streaky, but... The right streak is happening right now with this juice ball. This could be the year that we get 30-plus home runs out of, uh, out of Jock Peterson. And, you know, I wish someone would just teach this guy how to hit against left-handed pitching. It, or even be adequate, he's right? Not even, so that he could be in the lineup He's not even given an opportunity anymore, though. You know, and, you know, some people would argue that it's almost better this way because from a Roto perspective, he doesn't sure. bring down your batting average right. when he faces lefties. 
So it's annoying. Look, in deeper leagues, in in roto, it's can you just perform when you're in the lineup? But I play in a lot of points leagues as mm-hmm. well, Greg, and mm-hmm. I need volume. I need guys that are going to play every day. Yep. So from that perspective, when Jock Peterson is facing this many lefties, he's probably on your bench from a points league perspective. Uh, I got an update from Bob Nightingale. Not that you know we love Bob Nightingale or anything, but. He says the Blue Jays are awfully close to promoting Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but are, quote, all caps, not bringing him up Tuesday to debut against the San Francisco Giants in Toronto. So that's your latest uh, Vladimir Guerrero. So the thing is that they're this close, they're, they're this close to bringing him up. Like, what are you waiting for? You're not waiting for him development-wise. You know he's healthy. You know he's, I believe his bat the is ready. time thing has already... You know his glove is ready. What are you, I don't know what yeah, you're waiting I mean, his for. His glove probably will never be ready, Greg. It's ready enough. Is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about as good as it's going to get. I, he, look, he's not ever going to be a uh, Gold Glove defender, but I'm pretty sure that's not what the Blue Jays want him for. They want him to be a great hitter, and he's obviously going to have that upside. But it it is not coming Tuesday. That is maybe maybe because they still need to like fly Vlad into Toronto or something, like Big Vlad rather. Well, they could probably get him there by tomorrow, Greg. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know? he's on vacation. Maybe I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we got to figure it out, but it doesn't look like it's happening. Yeah, so hopefully you'll get Vladimir Guerrero later this week. He's due to come up. Uh, so any if you're playing a weekly league, I just I don't think I could put him in. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Especially knowing they only have five games this week. There are no lineups out because first pitch uh, tonight, seven oh five with Pittsburgh There's and one lineup out. Greg. Really? Oh, I did. I missed him. Sorry, I, I breezed right past it. He says Kansas City Royals as Brad Keller takes them out against Yoni Chirinos of the Rays uh, for the Kansas City Royals. It's a pretty standard lineup from what I could see. Uh, with Whit Merrifield leading off, Adalberto Mondesi second, Alex Gordon, Hunter Dozier, Ryan O'Hearn, Chris Owings at third, Jorge Soler, Martin Maldonado, and Billy Hamilton. R-O-H. Ryan O'Hearn, Greg. I picked I him up in the main event. I think it was just honor. honor. I picked him up in the main event. I need a big week out of ROH. I want to thank Matt Modica for joining us. Tomorrow, Chris Ventura returns, and we hope you do as well. For Frank Stanfield, I'm Greg Sussman. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super.